This is Barkcast. You ain't nothing but a hound On each episode of BarkCast, your questions will be answered by professional, senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell. Hi Russell, how's your week been here at Canine Point Academy? Yeah, it's been good mate, thanks for asking. Excellent, so we've had an email that has come in from Dave. Okay. Hi Russell, hi Jay. My dog keeps attacking people every time they come to the house. We keep telling him, no, don't do it, but he keeps on doing it. What can we do? Thanks, Dave. Okay. I've so read that in a really Alan Partridge way, didn't you, I? Very, yes, actually. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Anyway, there you go. So Dave's dog, um, you want some details, don't you? Uh, uh, yeah, if, if possible. I'm guessing there's not a lot there. I don't have anything more. I'm for- I do tell people, Russell, I, I know, when to they be email fair, in give or us some text details. in or Facebook in to give us more details, like the age of the dog, the breed of the dog, anything else to help. How long it's been going on. Yes, exactly. So uh, thanks, Dave, for that question. <laughs> but hey, not, not a problem. Thanks for emailing in and we're happy to try and help. Don't be nice to Dave. I like Dave. No, but you don't even know Dave. But he's got a, he's got a dog. He's got a wee problem with it and we're here to help. It might not be a wee problem if the dog is attacking people. That's more than a wee problem. It's more of a poo problem. Ah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> okay. Right. Um, the first thing to start off with would be to say... Um, stop telling the dog, no, 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 Rover, stop. Which I know sounds a bit sort of odd, but... You say that a lot. I do, yeah. And I say a lot of odd no, things. Well, yeah, you do. You also ruin people's fun. But apart <laughs> from that... It's Christmas. <laughs> it is Christmas. <laughs> That's dated this podcast now, hasn't it? So if anyone's listening to this after Christmas, it isn't Christmas. But we can still be cheery. I love Christmas. Um, where were we? What was I saying? Um, no idea. You always tell people not to tell the dog off. Uh, well, but yes. if the dog is attacking someone, you can't just say, oh, go ahead, Rover, it's fine. Depends who it is. True. Right. But let's say it's a friend. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Okay. So in terms I of... Think, sorry, what I'm just... Just you explain know, I, I, you, why the, you're saying that. Anytime you give your dog attention, you're reinforcing that state of mind. It's kind of that simple. So anytime you're kind of going, yay, good boy, you know, give him a fuss, give him a treat, whatever he was doing in that moment, he's going to want to do again because it was rewarding. But there's a very difference between saying good boy and no. To us as humans, yes. To the dog, it's still attention. It's that simple. And here's the other side to it. In terms of if you, if you spread this out over the course of a, a longer period of time, of an afternoon with just chilling out in the house doing our normal things and the dog's chilling out doing his normal thing and nothing's really happening. Then all of a sudden the doorbell rings and a friend arrives. I was going to do the doorbell noise, but that's fine. Knock yourself out. Ding dong. And now the dog lights up, woof, 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 goes crazy. And now we're shouting and screaming at the dog, trying to grab him, trying to pull him back. The pizza gets delivered or our friend comes in and we put the dog in another room or whatever happens at the door happens and it's a big bun fight. And then when they've gone, we can that rover back out again. And all of a sudden we're back to just being calm and just doing our, our usual thing. So from the dog's perspective, everything is fine until the doorbell rings or until someone comes in. At which point you, dear owner, lose your mind. Only after the dog has reacted. But 
they can anticipate what's coming because we're, I'm always banging on about being consistent with your dog, right? Yes. And in this situation, Dave et al are all being consistent with this approach because every time the doorbell rings, the dog barks. And every time that happens, I tell the dog to shut up. And we just have this consistent thing. Every time we go near the door, it's a bun fight. And the dog knows that. So having consistency in what we do with the dogs really, really matters. I get the consistency thing. I totally understand that. And I'm not arguing with you about consistency. What I'm arguing a little bit, or not arguing, but trying to understand, is the fact that you say, don't tell the dog off. So if Rover is barking and attacking someone... So there's, in the moment, yeah, I'm going to have to deal. We're going to get onto the how we fix okay. this in a second, right? But just in terms of why this is happening, from a human perspective, us going Rover no stop is not helping. And that's, we know this because we've got emails in saying we've been doing this and it ain't working. If it ain't working, we need to do something well, else. they need to come to K9 Point Academy and have a lesson with you, Russell. Thank you very much. You're welcome. But my point being really is more of the fact that you always say to me that dogs read body language. Mm-hmm. So a dog surely understands me saying no from a putting my chest out, putting my shoulders back. Don't shake your head before I finish the question because <laughs> that annoys me. <laughs> right? So the chest is out and I'm saying, no, Rover, don't attack. For me going, oh, Rover, let me give you a little wiggle bum. Yeah, you give you a little belly tub. Belly rub. I said tub. I don't know why I said tub. Belly rub. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't want to do any of that. And again, I don't want to draw attention in this particular moment. Now, there is a caveat no, 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 here. No, stop with your caveats. The point being, it wasn't doing either of those. It's There's a difference between me telling the dog off. For you, and yes. Surely the dog understands my body language. I'm upset because he or she or it is barking. Okay, that and that's the thing. They... We're trying to humanize this by saying they must understand that I, as a human, don't like what they're doing in this circumstance. Sure. They're not connecting that dot. What they're understanding is there is a problem. And if I'm barking at the door and you start shouting at me, all you're doing is barking with them. Now, they are going to look at your body language, which is going to be quite aggressive forward stance, like rah, rah, rah. And that's either going to fuel the dog or make the dog fearful. But the point of all of that is, All that does is reinforce to the dog something happening at that door is bad and it freaks you out and I don't like it. Because when that doesn't happen, everything's kind of calm, cool and chilled and relaxed. It's only when that bell rings. So that's that's the the why it's happening. In the main, we're we're actually finessing and helping this situation to reoccur. So you're blaming Dave? Yeah, in a polite kind of way. Okay. Okay. I didn't say it quite so directly. <laughs> no. Dave, it's your fault. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so the next thing is, all right, obviously, well, how do we redirect and fix this? But sorry, the, the email did say that the, the dog is attacking people. So it might not be, even be kicking off when the doorbell goes. It might just kick off when they come in. When they come in. Okay. But I guess it's, a, yeah. it's the same-ish situation. Now, okay, so just as a, as a small, your favorite caveat, when, um, yeah, it is useful to get some more details with um, these emails and what have you. Just like when he says attacking, is it all just sort of lighting up and barking, going nuts? Or is the dog actually biting people or trying to grab hold of them, etc.? It would I, be useful to know those I sort of things. I did say that at the start. Correct. I, I know it's not your fault, Jay. I Thank you. don't hold you responsible. I say it every week. <laughs> no one listens to you. No, that's including very true. me. One thing I often say is if you're only ever trying to work with your dog, in the scenario where you need things to work, you're probably going to fail. 
All right, because again, we're just, all we're ever doing is drawing attention at the wrong moment. And I understand that, and it's going to fail even more because Dave's not going to have any mates that are going to come around yeah. and be attacked yeah. by his dog. Yeah. It's like, hey, and could you come around? I've just got to do some training with my dog. It's just going to attack you. I'm just going to leave it yeah. and just let it so do don't it. don't panic. It'll be fine. What's the worst <laughs> that could happen? Okay. I've listened to Barkcast, yeah. and it's all good. Yeah. This, Russell's told this, me this just to ignore it. This bloke said... <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, we need to practice this particular setting. We need to desensitize a, if it's the doorbell, that's the trigger, then we need to work on that. Or if it's the people coming in the door, we need to work on that or ideally both. And sorry, is that just a case of trial and error to see which one is the, the trigger point? Uh, yeah, you'll probably know straight, like Dave can say, I can ring the doorbell all day long and the dog doesn't move. It's only when the door opens and someone comes in, the dog lights up. Yeah. That's my trigger. In, to be fair, most dogs, when they hear the doorbell will bark and that's, that's kind of what dogs are there for, right? I don't really mind that bit. I want to be in a position to say, hey, Rover, it's okay. Come over here and settle. I will go and deal with this bit for you, as it were. And the dog kind of be, yeah, okay, fine. You seem to have this. No worries. That's not the dynamic that Dave has with his dog at the moment. So we're going to work with that. And in terms of working it, again, pre-doorbell, pre-someone arriving, everything's fine. The dog's pretty chilled out, hanging out with us. He maybe comes up for a fuss, sits and chews his toy, whatever. That's the time I want to do some engagement work with my dog. Hey, Rover, actually physically get up off your bum, come over here, sit with me, have a treat. Good boy. And just do that a bunch of times. Yeah, but I'm watching but, Netflix and relaxing. I don't, well, why am I supposed to be training? The dog's quite happy, sat there doing nothing, chilling out. It's perfect. It is indeed. But in the same way, if you want to achieve anything, you've got to practice and learn at it, right? If you want to become fluent in a language, you've got to practice it rather than watching Netflix. You can't have one without the other. Bonjour. Bonjour. Uh, and uh, anything else? No. Is that the extent of your... Right, okay. <laughs> I can ask for a ham sandwich and a beer, but I'm... And what else do you need? Exactly. Right. So, um, okay. So what I would do, and I, again, would use a leash for this, uh, particularly if the dog is... A, yeah, roll the eyes. Bloody leash again. But hey, if you're concerned about your dog attacking people, well, no, the I least can, you could do... You know what? On that one, I can understand. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Yeah. Dave, buy a leash. Yeah, just if nothing else, buy a leash. Just so I can now enlist the help of a neighbor slash friend slash Jay, he's available, to come and ring the doorbell. Or even, you know, one of your uh, spouse, uh, helper, child, whatever. Go outside, ring the bell, and see if we get a reaction from the dog. The difference now is you've set this up, so you're in complete control of this scenario. It might just be we're going to ring the bell and that's it. Now the dog lights up, starts barking, tries to run towards the door, but hey-ho, he's on the end of a leash... So when I say, hey, Rover, I tell you what, why don't you come over here and sit with me again and we'll, oh, have another treat. And the dog's kind of thinking, oh, hang on a minute, the doorbell rang. This, this, this is where we kind of go crazy. But all of a sudden, you're acting very, very different. You're not acting all het up and stressed. You're not screaming and shouting. Your body language is very calm, very neutral, and you're just being you as you've been all day. Nothing's really changed except the doorbell rang. The dog's now looking at you, has a treat, and okay, nothing's happening. You're person outside can ring the bell again dog starts to bark hey rover over here buddy yeah chill out come and sit dog looks confused maybe barks comes back to you sits gets a treat and we're now building i might only do that a handful of times and finish can i just point out if you don't have a doorbell you can just insert knock on the door because yep. we always talk about people having doorbells we do and actually i've yeah. got a doorbell um, i'll tell you about my doorbell i brought it and I, you can actually change it and they've got christmas comes on <laughs> and i got a christmas doorbell excellent just bringing it back to christmas there we go um dave didn't give that us takes much... the podcast <laughs> thanks um dave doesn't give us much information now 
you mentioned about the doorbell going off, and if that isn't the trigger, if it's people coming in, yep. would you do the same yes. scenario with just opening the door, taking a step in, you, I'm pretending you're Dave and I'm Jay, Yep. I walk in, the dog kicks off, you're doing nothing, giving it a fuss, giving it a treat, or? Just redirecting the dog back to me. So instead of me just standing there with the dog in front at the end of the leash going woof, 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 I'll just take a few steps backwards and, hey, Rover, hey, no, come, come back to me. And it might be I just need to take a few steps. I might need to take uh, a slightly longer walk further back into the but house. we're not talking, get back, get back. No. We're talking just, just hey, dude. Come here, mate. Yeah, like, w- why are you getting so worked up over the door opening? I don't it's understand. A, it's only that. Jay. It's, it's only Jay. <laughs> In so, fact, lead off, attack. Actually, yeah, actually, if it is Jay, oh, did the leash... Un- so then would you recommend that I would, or not me personally, but that someone would walk in, walk out Walk again. out. Yeah. Walk in, walk out. And you're just doing that. So you need a friend, really. So the whole Netflix sat on the sofa thing's totally out the window now. For now. And again, in terms of working this, I'm only going to do this for a, a few minutes. But I want to do it repeatedly throughout the day. And it's obviously, if, if you know, Dave's like, well, no, I work from eight till six. I don't have time to do that during the day. Look, you work in the windows that you can work with. The important part is you have to do the work. So, yeah, having a neighbor or a friend or someone come around, just, hey, can you just ring the doorbell? The door's open, just open it, close it, walk out again. Count to five, ring the bell, open the door, close the door, walk out again. So all we're doing is now rebuilding a reward history for our dog. That actually when the doorbell goes, if I focus on you, the owner, it's a good thing. I get a treat, I get a fuss, and everything's kind of calm and nothing to worry about. So, okay, the next time the bell, the doorbell rings... I might woof, but then all of a sudden the dog's looking at you rather than lunging towards the door. Like, hey, the doorbell thing, are we still doing the whole treat thing? Oh, we are. Oh, great. Fantastic. And yes, the next thing would be then my friend can now appear. I can open the door. My friend appears there. And then from there is they can take a step inside or two steps inside or they can walk in and come and sit down. The idea for me is to work at my dog's level. So if the doorbell going, the door opening, the person taking two steps inside, my dog is interested but will redirect their attention back to me and engage, then fine. If my friend walking into the house and sitting down makes my dog turn into Cujo, then we're obviously going too far too soon. So I want to want to work at that, my friend taking two or three steps in and then going back out again. So we can create a positive reward history for our dog that, yeah, you know, these people come in and out and nothing happens. It's quite rewarding for you just to sit here and chill with me. And because you've set this up, you're not stressed. If that was your friend coming in to sit and watch Netflix with you, you're going to be like, oh, can we, just, we just need to get through this just to, just oh, come on in and we'll put the dog away. And just to, It's a faff. And you mentioned before about reading the dogs being very strong on reading our body language. And that is true. And there's two things in play. If the doorbell rings or someone knocks on your door and it appears unexpectedly, you're going to freak out as is the dog, and it's all going to be that big cacophony of chaos because, oh, what's going on? Whoa, 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 Rover. Equally, if you know your friend is coming at four o'clock this afternoon, around about 3.30, your body language subconsciously to you is going to change because you're now going to start to get, oh, Fred's going to be here in a minute. I wonder if the dog's going to kick off. He seems pretty calm and sedate at the minute. I wonder if everything's ever... And you're just going to have yourself in that weird headspace and the dog's going to kind of go, ooh, you look a bit odd what's going on with you ding dong oh that's what it is it's the ah, and we're back to square one so if you've set this up you're not going to be in that weird headspace because i've got rover on a leash we can't run out and attack pizza delivery man anyway as much fun as that might be um 
but I can now work with him through this particular process. Now, if it is someone that's coming in to join you for an afternoon or an evening or what have you, and if your dog is, you know, if we are talking so more about a red line case, like there is, you know, some serious issues with this. Yeah, I can work at a very low level with the dog to build a little bit of fluency, a little bit of reward history. And then I might switch to my management tactic of, hey, Rover, well done. That was well done of you, buddy. Why don't we go and put you in your room with your bone and your chew toy? And now my friend can come in. We can sit and have a beer and watch the, the World Cup or whatever it is that we're doing. So, but I do want to work with either my friend or my neighbor or whoever. And the more people that you can use, the better. So the dog is seeing different pictures. And if the dog is doing fairly well, great. Have your neighbor with their child come around and do it. Or again, using a Lazada delivery person, if they would happily come and knock on the door a couple of times, which is always fun. So, um, but you have to do that legwork. You have to work through that process and create a brand new picture for the dog that this is what we do. Does it depend on the level of the violence that the dog is showing? Violence is the wrong word, isn't it? it? it it's a strong, saying, no, it's, 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 it's probably not, it's a strong word. And again, without seeing the dog. Aggression was the word I should have asked. Um, violence, aggression, attacking, these are all the words that are being thrown into play. The, the question for me is, um, and I, I, know, I don't know this without seeing the dog, is the dog literally launching forward to try and bite someone? Or is the dog just massively barking and barking its head off? And if it's the latter, is the dog doing it because he's actually over-animated, over-excited and doesn't know what to do? Or is the dog fearful? Is the dog now fearful of our triggers in response to this particular scenario? There's quite a range of things that could be going on in the dog's head. Without the benefit of that little bit of knowledge, without seeing the dog, and ultimately my approach is largely going to be along the same lines anyway, where, where things will differ is how far we can push the dog in those earlier training sessions, i.e. it's just a case of ringing the bell once and working with that. And it might be that you've got to be quite far away from the door in the early part when we open the door and present said person. Or it might just be the dog's overly excited, in which case we could probably get through a bit sooner. It just depends on the dog. And in terms of having a strict protocol for Dave and his particular dog, uh, Dave, I would rather you come in with your dog so we can kind of assess. Or if you want, just take a video of this happening when someone comes around. I, again, would suggest using a leash for this particular part. So I can see how the dog is actually reacting in that moment. Because then I know whether, yeah, actually violence and aggression are the right keywords here. Or, oh, your dog's just a goof and just needs to redirect and he'll be fine. We need to see that level. Cool. Well, um, I'm just going to say this again. Next time when people write in, can you make sure you give us more information? Yeah. <laughs> it would be lovely. Thanks, Dave. Um, but I think, well, just in terms, of us, in terms of me being able to give you a strict protocol just for you, in terms of you need to do A, B, C, D, E, F. Uh, any number of times yeah the more info we have the more sort of focused we can perhaps be for something like this and generally if i'm if my dog's doing something i don't want it to do it's one thing to tell it rover stop doing that i want to tell it what it can do instead rover stop chewing my table damn it oh okay i'm really sorry i shouldn't have chewed your table i'm gonna go over here and chew your shoes instead no, I don't want that. Well, what do you want me to do? So that's tell them to begin with. Hey, Robo, come and do this. And I'll reward that, the behavior which I like and I want. Settling down, chewing your toys, running around the garden, whatever it is. Draw attention to those behaviors more often and they will happen more often. Cool. Thanks, Russ. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye. Bye.
If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long term, then check out Canine Point Academy. That's caninepointacademy.com or go to Facebook and search Canine Point Academy. BarkCast was created and produced by Shark 13 Productions. If you are looking to start a podcast or would like to learn more about how a podcast can work alongside your current marketing plans, then contact us now at j at shark13productions.com.